Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to an episode of Penn State Conversations. I'm Taylor Harrington, and I'm here today with Mike Essie. We are chatting all about his role at ESPN, and I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. So, Mike, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what lights you up as a human? We'll start there and then dive a little bit into your career. That's a great question. First of all, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Um, Penn State community is, is really important to me and helped me get to where I am today and, and where I will be going in the future. So I'm always happy to have these conversations. Um, what lights me up as a human? That's a great question. I think it's the unknown, honestly, like the things I don't know and the things I don't know that are going to happen. Um, Ooh, that, that is so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> and also like, so relevant to literally all of these students who are listening right yeah. now thinking, what is my career going to be? What's going to come of my journey after Penn State? That's so interesting. Yeah, I think the coolest part about life is that we have no idea what's going to happen moving forward. But we, in not all cases, but most cases, hold the cards there to determine what does. And sometimes you might not expect it to happen when you want it to, how you want it to, or whatever the case may be. But I think that's always what keeps me going is that there's something else out there that I don't know about yet or I haven't experienced yet that that is going to come to me at some point. And, uh, and that's a pretty cool part about life, I think. Yeah, it connects to that word possibility of there yeah. being so many different possibilities. I was actually just talking to someone the other day about how we get the um, opportunity to really pave those paths for ourselves, but mm -hmm. that there are probably, let's say, 10 different paths I could go on and be really happy right now. Um, and we don't know which one I'm going to choose, but that's, again, part of the excitement. So very, very cool. Well, of course, you're working at ESPN. You are a content producer there. I would love to hear more about what that role looks like. I'm sure there are so many listeners who are just so excited to hear this. Someone, an alumni, a young alumni has taken their producing a TV interest, mashed it with their interest for sports and are doing the thing. So tell us yeah. a little bit about what that's like and, and how you got there. It's pretty cool. Honestly, I, I have these conversations more so to remind myself how cool and how awesome <laughs> my career is than other people. You made people. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's easy to forget. Like you, you get, we get lost in the weeds every day. I mean, our jobs are pretty, are pretty high paced and pretty pressure filled, especially when you're working on a daily show like sports center. Um, and I'll get into more of my role in a second, but I, I think like the coolest part about these types of conversations is just to be able to say it out loud. Like, yeah, I, I work on sports center. I'm part of the production team on sports center. And then that allows me to remind myself like, Hey, you know, you're doing everything you wanted to do and, and, and you're following your dreams, which is pretty cool. But um, so I started at ESPN six years ago, actually next month, which is pretty crazy. It was right after I graduated school. Um, I had like my final interview at ESPN, like four days after I graduated from Penn State. So wow. it was a pretty wild, like four week sequence there. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, so I started, you know, ground level as a production assistant, kind of worked my way up working on sports center, cutting highlights, doing overnight shifts, late night shifts, weekend shifts, all those things, just to kind of put it put my name out there and start to build a brand for myself at ESPN and then had some really cool experiences along the way. And I eventually got to my current role, which is um, I'm a content producer on the noon sports center uh, with Matt Barry and Sage Steele. 
And uh, my role primarily on our show is to kind of control the direction of how we're promoting and selling the topics that we're going to be talking about in the show or sporting events that are on ESPN later that day or things that we're doing on SportsCenter later in the week. So my job's all about brand promotion and audience retention. Um, so pretty deep in the weeds of ratings and when people are uh, watching, when people aren't watching, what makes them stay, what makes them come and, and try and uh, navigate around that with some strategies and some things that we can do to keep the audience and, and garner an audience as well. So it's a pretty challenging job. It's a cool uh, next step in my career after kind of seeing a lot of different parts of the business along the way. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's something that if you told me when I was 20, this is what I'd be doing at 28, I would have just been like, yeah, no chance, man. There's no way, that, there's no way that's how this works. But then once it's, you, yeah, once yeah. you get out there, it's like you can do this. So it's cool. Yeah. It's funny. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday where um, they brought up that, that phrase intentional serendipity and meaning that like, do things happen for a reason? Do things just fall into place at random or do you do it with intention. And I think it's a really interesting question when we think about talking to college students, specifically Penn State students, where there are so many opportunities to kind of put yourself in that place during your four years so that you're set up for those conversations, whether it's talking to Penn State alumni or having certain internships, whether it's on campus with the Penn State athletics or whatever it is. So Yes, I think, you know, seeing 28-year-old you looking back at 20-year-old you, you would be shocked. But at the same time, what steps did you take while you were on Penn State's campus to line you up so that you did get that interview and you did get that job right out of school? Yeah, it was all, it was all a process to get to that point, right? So um, my, my goal, I mean, the only reason why I came to Penn State was because of what the college communications offered. Like, I didn't, I'm from Michigan, um, grew up a Michigan fan. Uh, so Penn, yeah, so Penn state wasn't like the school that I wanted to go to by any mm -hmm. means at the beginning of that process. So the reason why I came to Penn state was because of everything it had to offer. And I just wanted to take advantage of that as soon as I could. So freshman year, I, I joined Com radio. Um, I immersed myself in that space, both hosting radio shows, producing radio shows, calling games, um, producing games and things like that. And then I work in Penn State Athletics. I got that internship like at the end of my freshman year to start my sophomore year. And I was just like a beat writer and, you know, a communications assistant. Um, started off with with uh, men's soccer and women's basketball were kind of my two beats at the beginning. And women's basketball is really cool because that's when they were really good. So, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, like sweet 16 every year and stuff wow. like that. So that was awesome just to be doing it really early. And then um, I latched on with Penn State women's volleyball, who was also really good at the time and still is. Um, and mm -hmm. so I was able to just start to put my imprint on campus in the athletic space through both through Com Radio and through Penn State Athletics. And then by the time I got to like my junior year, um, coming off of an internship in New York City at Westwood One um, in the city, they're, they're the primary like rights holder on the radio for all the sports on the radio. Um, and by the time I got to my junior year, I, I had developed a brand for myself on campus where, you know, I was known as the, the guy that could work in athletics, could do comm radio, could call games, could produce games, could lead people as a, as a sports director within the radio station at comm radio. So I had all these things kind of set up that the college just put out there for all of us. And all you had to do was take advantage of it. And, uh, but so then junior summer, I interned with major league baseball, advanced media in the city, which was really cool. Um, 
I was primarily doing like digital content that they were doing. Um, so like highlights and interviews and, and studio shows and stuff like that for MLB.com. Got to do a lot of really cool things. Um, I did a lot of Yankee Met games. I got to watch a World oh, Cup. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got to watch a <laughs> World Cup from- uh, That's amazing. From the Yankee Stadium home locker room, or home clubhouse with the Yankees, like right there. Wow. During the World Cup at the time, like how baseball players were reacting to the World Cup and stuff. So, so like cool stuff like that all summer. And then I came back to campus for my senior year and and uh, just had a lot of great things rolling from there. I, I went to Ireland for the Penn State UCF game with the College Communications. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 or 11 of us that went out there. A lot of print and photo people. And then there was us, like we actually called the game on comm radio as well. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but was that it was at the time where it was like an ongoing um, production for like an absurd amount of hours? Yeah. So they asked us. So Friday night, the night before the Penn State game, there was an American high school football game being played from two high schools in Pennsylvania being played like in Dublin. So they asked us to call it on local Dublin TV. So we just show up. We we don't really know these teams. We did a little bit of research, like the best that we could. And (laughs) They're like, yeah, we don't take commercials. So you guys like talk the whole time. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and how many of you th- were there? It was just me and one other person. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you're watching this entire game, yeah. talking the entire time. Yeah. Yep. And you're in Dublin. Like what a cool, crazy experience. <laughs> it was wild. It was crazy. We were working. We were legitimately working for the six days we were there because the days leading up, we were covering the and shooting like Penn State football practice and covering all the happenings out there and the footage we were shooting and the articles the other students were writing that was all being sent out to AP Associated Press and ABC News affiliates across the country and across the world and like wow. we uh, something we shot like a piece we shot aired on ABC News ABC World News tonight which is really cool and like some of my other classmates had their articles published in associated press and other affiliates across the country so it was really cool but like we were working the whole week and then I'm like yeah, yeah you, you got to call this high school football game on Friday then you got to call the Penn State game on Saturday obviously we were in heaven we were like yeah this is amazing so but that was a cool experience just like working with some Irish TV people and they're just like yeah just keep talking <laughs> it's like okay we'll, well figure it's it out of, it's such a great example of like what happens when you say yes and you don't yeah. know the answers you don't you know going back to the yeah. where we started this conversation you had no idea. And you leaned into the unknown of like, I'm going to say yes and see what happens from this. Um, that's super cool. And so, for, yeah. And for listeners, you know, Mike and I have met because we've actually been on a couple of panels uh, talking to prospective Penn State students in the past um, through the panels that Emily Clevinger uh, runs, which are incredible. And he mentioned this briefly on a recent panel. And I was like, what? <laughs> he kind of yeah. breezed through it pretty quickly because we have to move through the panel and share a bunch of different things. But I was like, we got to dig into that. So super cool. Now, what's interesting about your story too, is you knew very early on in your Penn State career, it sounds like that first, if not second semester, I really want to do sports. Yeah, yeah. And so what kind of started your interest in that space, maybe as, as a young child, like where, where did that come from? And how did you decide this isn't just a hobby or an interest of mine. This is what I want to do for a living. I was really lucky that this is the only thing I wanted to do since like the first time I could think. <laughs> you were you were so, one of those kids. <laughs> yeah. Like there's this really cool, I don't have it here, but there's a little letter I wrote to myself in sixth grade. 
and they they sent it to you when you graduate college. Oh wow! So I got it like I got it like two weeks after I graduated college, and I'd just taken the job at ESPN. And the letter I wrote to myself said, "I want to study journalism, college, and work for ESPN." which is no pretty cool way. Yeah. So <laughs> this has been like in the cards for me for a long time, but um, like when I was a kid, I didn't play with Legos. I watched sports center. Um, I like, I would read the newspaper and I would like, all just, you know, like you said, I was one of those kids. And so this is what I've always wanted to do. I was journalism student in high school. I went like, I didn't go to baseball camps in the summer. I went to journalism camps, like and I, yeah, I was one of those just, kids too. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the Yale's journalism camp for like two, it was like a two or three day program. And yeah. all my friends were at like summer camp. And I was like, actually, I'm going to learn about journalism from some famous writers. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> um, what I did. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting how that passion at a young age, like can really take you far in helping you determine that path. For anyone who's listening, who's a Penn State student, let's say, you know, a sophomore, maybe who hasn't started that journey of getting involved in Penn State athletics or getting involved in the sports scene yet, but they're thinking, you know what, maybe I wasn't that kid at, you know, as a sixth grader who knew exactly this is what I wanted to do, but instead or having that aha moment right now, what would you tell to them if they're a little bit later in their Penn State career, a sophomore or junior thinking, hang on, this is what I need to be doing. What could they get involved with um, that that could help them moving forward? So the first thing I would say to that is it's okay if you don't know what you want to do, or it's okay, it's also okay if you are just figuring it out. Like I know that I want to work in content and lead people, but that's it. Like I don't know exactly what I want to do. If someone said, "What do you want to do ten years down the line?" I don't know, but I I just keep my all of my doors wide open and try and attach myself to as many opportunities to learn and challenge myself as possible. So if you're still trying to figure out what it is that you want to do or how you want to accomplish things, if you're in the, the realm of communications, all you need is reps. You need repetitions and experience, no matter what it is, because I do think there's a lot of transferable aspects of the general world of communications that can help you in anything that you do. Like I rely on the, I don't call games anymore. I don't broadcast games anymore but I rely on that, those experiences all the time as a producer. I rely on my experiences as, as a journalism student in high school all the time in my job today. So as all you need to do is get as much experience and as many repetitions as possible. Just get mm. into the real world, whether it's in clubs at Penn State, whether it's Com Radio, PSN TV, ad PR clubs, Com Agency, like all of those things, immerse yourself in those things. And when you graduate or you get later in your career and state or even in the beginning of your professional life you have all those things to lean on all those experiences mean something and all those experiences will help you so what i would say is if you don't know what you want to do you're not going to figure out what you want to do by just being stagnant or worrying about like hey am i doing the right thing you just need to go out and do things just go out and experience the industry and you'll start to figure it out you'll start to understand maybe you maybe you figure out what you don't want to do that's really important too. And oh, yeah. so you can't answer any of those questions if you're not doing things. So attach yourself to the clubs at Penn State, the internship opportunities at Penn State, um, the network at Penn State, and it'll all fall into place, but you, you just need the reps. I think it's such an interesting concept that we, and a powerful concept that we have that choice to decide, 
I'm going to make a change. I'm going to go do something about that thought that I have. And at Penn State, you're on a campus where you really do get to decide. I mean, you could, I, I, there were clubs that I joined mid-semester because I had that realization, like, I need this in my life in order to go and learn that skill, to go and do that thing, to figure out, is this right for me? And I think, um, you know, I think we both share a similar um, self-awareness of like, this is something that I was interested in doing from a young age. I, same, you know, I would, I relate to that in terms of my role as well. But I think what's interesting about it is I still don't have anything figured out. You know, like you said, like, I don't, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I know myself on a level of like, these are the things going back to my original question. These are the things that light me up. These are the things that um, are true to who I am inside and outside of work. And if I can define that and really hold on to that, that really can take me far in terms of making those those decisions about like, is this a good fit for me? Is this something that I should do? And so again, you're not going to find that if you're hanging out in your dorm room, <laughs> but I think Penn State has such an incredible, um, incredible opportunity to do that. You mentioned the alumni network. How has the alumni network been helpful for you maybe during those four years, but also beyond? It's the only reason why I have anything that I have. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's just like the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I, I mean, I say that like in a laughing manner, but that's serious. Like I, I mean, I could go back to every internship or every opportunity that I've gotten. There's a Penn State connection involved. Um, obviously, like my first internship at Penn State, there were Penn State connections involved. But outside of that, like my internship at Westwood One, I was connected to at least interview because the four interns at Westwood one before me all went to Penn state. And so wow. one of them I knew and the people at Westwood one only there was like the main bosses there at the time. None of them went to Penn state. They had another person on their staff that went to Penn state, but none of the actual like bosses went to Penn state. So they liked hiring Penn state students. And ironically they hired two interns that year and both of us went to Penn state. Wow. So, um, so there was a connection there. MLB.com the next year, I met an alumni at Penn State that worked for MLB.com and they just kind of sent me an email to like the hiring manager. Hey, this is Mike. He's a student at Penn State that's interested in opportunities. Like that gets your name. You got to think about it this way. And I, and I see this all the time because I'm a part of the hiring committee for our production assistants at ESPN. We get thousands of people that apply, thousands. The only, yeah. the only way in most cases, and I, I'm not in HR, so like I don't review every <laughs> resume. So we're not going to write this on the record, except it isn't a podcast. So we're sort of <laughs> putting it on the record. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, I'm not the one actually diving through every resume yes, and, and yes. weed, weeding things out. But every single person we interview has some sort of reference or connection yeah. of some kind. So you need those. And like, even at ESPN, one of the senior coordinating producers at ESPN named Judson Birch, who's a Penn State alumni, came to talk to our class, to my senior center county report class, my senior year. And I just stayed in contact with him. I was like 0 for 4 applying at ESPN before that for internships, but I never had a, a networking connection at all prior to that. And then I have Judson to pass my resume along, and then it was up to me to earn it from there, and I did. So the, the networking aspect of Penn State is the best part. Like there's the opportunities and the people and all that stuff. But if you're talking professionally, the net, the Penn state network is your golden ticket. I talk mm -hmm. about this with Mike Portman all the time. Yeah. There, there's someone that went to Penn state. That's at like every place in communications, every big place There's some, there's someone there. So 
if you're wondering, like, let's say you were wondering, like, how do I get involved to work at HBO? I'm just making that up. Well, go find out who from Penn State works at HBO. That's, right. your, that's your golden <laughs> ticket right there. So it's huge. It's 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 what Penn State is what it is for a reason. And College of Com is what it is for a reason. It's because we you learn a lot when you're there. And then we all take care of each other when we're when we're trying to get into the real world. And and uh, we all set ourselves up for success that way. So. Yeah. So you reminded me, I actually, so I'm a part of the alumni society board, the, um, and the young alumni council, and that's who this podcast is produced by. Um, and as part of that, I remember as a maybe freshman or sophomore, someone who was on the alumni society board at the time told me that when she hires people at her PR agency, she literally divides the piles of resumes and there's a Penn state pile and there's an everyone else pile. And it's just so interesting how it really, it's a trust thing of, I get you on another level. And I know the kind of education that you received. I know the kind of opportunities you were a part of. And there's a a relationship that's built off of that. So it's, it's really cool. Um, The other thing I would say too, is I think, and you like tapped into this as well, it's never too early to start building those connections. So if you're not sure what, you know, what company you might want to work for after graduation, because as a freshman or sophomore, you're like, wow, that's a lot of years away. I'm not sure yet. Um, That's the beauty of networking is like, A, you can start whenever you want, because it doesn't have to be like, I see an internship, I see a job, I want to hear about it, I'm going to directly reach out to that person. But B, the the beauty of it is that actually building a two-way relationship with that alumni could be the best path forward. And I learned that very, um, you know, young in my Penn State career of, going to alumni study board meetings, talking to someone who I was like, they're at a cool company. Let me just reach out and tell them I'm a Penn State student. I'm curious about the space versus like, I want this exact internship because sometimes, you know, now you're on their radar. So sometimes that leads to it even better of like, oh, internship is coming around in five months from now. Who's top of mind? Taylor is. So yeah, it's it's super interesting. Well, the biggest I, mistake yeah. you can make, sorry yes. to cut you off. I no, please. <laughs> The biggest mistake you can make when networking Mm. is only networking when you need something. Yes. That's the biggest mistake you can make. You need, you need to develop that relationship. You need to have a bond with that person or some aspects of your, your guys's connection and relationship. And then once you build it up to that point, the ask is easy. Like it's easy to say, Hey, person X that I've networked with over the last six months, there's an opening at your company and I'd love to know who I could talk to or who the person is to, to reach out to or whatever. It, Cause yeah. I, I go, I, I get it. I understand that now because I'm on the other side of it. People want to network with me. And I look at the, I get two types of people. I get the person that, that sends me Merry Christmas, happy Easter, happy birthday. Like, Hey, the tigers won last night. Like that wants <laughs> to actually build the bond. Yes. And then I get the person that's just like, Hey, Mike, I saw that ESPN posted a job today. Like, let me know. It's like, I haven't talked to you in five months. Like, I, yeah. like we talked one time and I haven't talked to you since. So for me I, on that side of it, it's like, I'm going to the person that I built a relationship with and that that is invested in me as a human and not in me as a networking contact. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to them and help them out before I help the person that I haven't talked to in five months. So like, you know, I, I would, I would always think about it that way. This isn't the, the networking connections that you're creating are not for right now. They're not for this exact moment. Yeah. They're for six months, a year, two years down the line. 
when you when you need to utilize that connection to help you get something. So don't don't look at a networking contact as the only reason why I'm here is for them to get me a job. That's not that is not why you're networking. Mm. You're networking just to know more people, to know more things, to get more information about the industry. And then when there are applicable times, you can utilize that relationship to your advantage and pro- and hopefully to the other person's advantage as well. Because if they are the one that refers you and you get hired and you kick ass, it's a good thing for them too, just yeah. as much as it is for you. So there's two ways to those relationships that you can build to, to have it be good for both people. Yeah, and I think part of it is a lot of alumni are pretty clear about that of like, hey, like, I would love to stay in touch. Let me know if you, um, you know, end up joining that club that we just talked about. Or, you know, like, I think a lot of alumni say like, hi, I'm interested in, in hearing more about that. I know for me, one thing that I think is really cool is when I can be a part of that student's journey of them discovering what it is that they want to do. So I have a few uh, students who I've worked with over the last couple of years who I've seen them come back to me and say, hey, I made this. I made a website. Will you check it out and let me know what you think? Um, Will you check out this resume? I'm really having a hard time figuring out the right verbs to be using here or how to make it look like I'm a leader instead of just someone who contributed. And so being really specific in those asks is actually the most generous thing that you can do. And if, if that alumni comes back and says, you know what, Mike, it's a really busy time for me right now. I'm not able to provide that specific feedback, but I, you know, I, I would love to keep in touch and a week from now I have more space for that, then that's okay. But I think the more specific you can be in the kind of relationship that you're looking for with that alumni as well can be really helpful in, in that two-way relationship. Because for me, like to say like, wow, I, I worked with um, a student the other day, her name is Morgan, and I watched her resume totally evolve from a conversation I had with her. And I was like, wow, this looks like a legit resume now. Like it is like, I would be so impressed if this landed in a pile that I was looking at. So it's cool to be a part of that. And it feels good as an alumni to watch that transformation. So Absolutely. yeah, I like those, those moments too. Um, all right, well, we're, we're running out of time. I wanted to just quickly ask, um, I feel like there are probably a lot of folks who were like, whoa, ESPN, like I want to hear about your favorite moments. So what was, or one of, I'm sure there's so many, but what was yeah. one of your favorite moments um, so far working at ESPN that you think some Penn State students might geek out about a little bit? All right, so I'll give you three. Three, okay, <laughs> that's, that's right, okay. that's right. Yes, oh my God, I want to hear them. <laughs> All right, one. So I, I guess this is kind of one, two and one, but I've- I got really lucky that the times I, I got to travel, I was at two of the, when you look like 50 years down the line, sports history, I was at two of the most famous sporting events of all time working. One was I was at the Patriots 28, three comeback against the Falcons, Super Bowl mm. 51 in Houston. Wow. Um, Brady. Yeah. So I was there working the post game show for ESPN. That was the first time I ever traveled for ESPN, which is pretty cool. Wow. And then, 2019, I was at uh, the Masters working when Tiger mm. Woods won, and that's wow. like childhood idol. So those are two of the coolest, just like things I got to experience. And then um, the, one of the other cool things that I was able to experience as well was um, I produced a before LeBron made his debut with the Lakers. I produced like a one minute teaser kind of showing like the evolution of LeBron from an 18 year old high school prodigy to being 
LeBron James and about to debut for the Lakers and sports center posted it on Instagram and like LeBron liked it from his account. So Whoa. that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's so like Le- LeBron watched something I did and he liked it. So, so that's pretty cool. And then honestly, the third thing, this is a little cheesy, but like the best, my favorite moment from working at ESPN is every day I get to interact with all these different types of people. Mm-hmm. The coolest part about ESPN is we have people from all over the world, not about, not just the country, all over the world. We're all different backgrounds, different upbringings, different interests, all these things. But there's one thing that brings us all together and it's sports. And, and that's really cool. And it's produced some of my best friends, some mentors, some, and we, we actually, someone said it on the show yesterday, like Al Duncan was doing sports center yesterday. There was a no hitter. And all she did was like grab Carl Ravage and he came on the sports center. And she's like, that's the coolest part about ESPN is you can mm-hmm. just see someone and be like, Hey, do you want to like talk about that game last night? And then like two hours later, you know, so wow, I've been really lucky to be attached to a lot of really cool people. And I've had a lot of opportunities to like manage and mentor people as well. And like the cool, that's the cool, cooler than the sporting events I've worked and stuff like that. The coolest part about my job is seeing someone kind of like you said about the resume, seeing someone, you know, two years ago that had no idea what they're doing. And now they're just absolutely kicking ass and knowing that I have a <laughs> yeah. small, small part of that is yeah. better than any personal accomplishment or any personal achievement. So um, yeah, it's been, I, we could have that conversation for a long time. It's been, yeah, that been is awesome so experience. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not over. We will continue to hear about what Mike does at ESPN. <laughs> um, okay. Well, before we drop off, last question, um, any advice you would want, I guess, one piece of advice, I'm sure there are so many, one piece of advice you would give to current students, in addition to anything we've already maybe mentioned, um, that are thinking about pursuing a career similar to yours, or more generally, which whichever route you'd like to go down. My general piece of advice for life itself is seek out failure. It sounds really weird to say that, but mm. seek out failure. Because if you know how to respond in a time of failure, you will be ready to rock when you have a time for success. And I look, I've accomplished awesome things, but I've also made some horrible mistakes, some horrible <laughs> judgment calls producing and, and some brain farts. But those are the things that, <laughs> those are the things that make me better. Those are the things that the failures and challenges are the two most important things that that you can learn how to handle and learn how to go through in life in general. Specific to our industry, like uh, I'm just going to repeat what I said before, like it is all about reps. You need as many repetitions as possible in whatever you are doing or whatever you are interested in doing. So just get yourself out in the field or in the office or behind the keyboard, wherever it is, and just get as many repetitions as possible because you'll graduate. If you're in school and you do that, you'll graduate Penn State. And I'm telling you, you're going to get to your first job and you're going to look around and you're just going to be like, I've been doing this for like three years. Wow. I know, yeah. I know how to do this. And everyone else is going to be learning and you're going to be already, you're going to be a step ahead of the game because you were doing it for real in college already for two, three, four years, whatever the case might be. So just get out there. It's, it's, it is all about reps. I, I've always said that <laughs> people have always told me that it's just, you just need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And the only way to do that is by getting out there and getting the experience. That is such good advice and such timely advice, seeing that we are probably going to be airing this episode in May slash June of 2021, where folks have that chance. Like we've got a summer coming up. So if you don't already have a job or an internship lined up, there are so many other cool things you do to get experience. 
build a podcast, um, just start interviewing people. You can make a podcast as a student where all you do is interview Penn State alumni who are doing cool things in the world that you want to do one day. Like there is such an opportunity when you're not on campus too, and you have that space in the summer to build something you're proud of. So super, super cool. Mike, this was such an easy conversation. I just love your energy and love talking to you. What is a good way for students to reach you if they are curious to learn more about you or just connect in the future? Yeah, I would say the best way to get me to start is is email. So yeah. my my Gmail is it's actually like my Penn State like little ID thing they gave Ooh, us back in the day. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> MJE5164 at gmail.com. So wow, um, a true Penn Stater. Yeah. Well, it's just what I started with when yeah. I made it freshman year. So yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, get me there. I I'm like a little slow to respond sometimes, but I'll respond and then from there, the best way is text. But once we, once we establish that connection, once your friends, yeah, <laughs> not going to go handing out my digits to everybody. So. Right. I understand. <laughs> that makes sense. We are on a public podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike. And thank yeah. you everyone who is listening. We've had such a good time uh, getting to share a little bit more about our Penn State experiences. And we look forward to future conversations on Penn State conversations. We'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.